Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Afogado, yeah. that's what it's called. Mm. It's, uh, it's basically a shot of espresso or like two shots and then you put a little bit of uh, vanilla ice cream. You mix it together and it makes it's delicious. Bro. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I'm unfamiliar with that. You gotta try that. No, I'm seriously. okay with that. Yeah. Perfect for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> that is the perfect combination, I think, for the both of us. Yeah. Where'd we go? We went to um um what's the Mexican restaurant? El Cholo. Here? El Cholo. Went to El Cholo. This was a couple months ago, whenever it was. Yeah. yeah. And they brought out some dessert. And Jorge and I are both like uh just a cup of coffee. <laughs> we just get a cup of coffee. This anytime we have dessert, we gotta have coffee. For the table. It's like the perfect, perfect Anytime after dinner, right man, I usually get a cup of coffee. Like any no matter where a I'm at, I'm like, yes, I have coffee, coffee. Look, I, I, I love that. Yeah. We were at Travis. Very European of you. We yeah. were at Travis's <laughs> house months ago for that SC Notre Dame game. And we had just had he had a taco guy there, so we ate all the food you could possibly eat. Ceviche, People were drinking ceviche, um, the whole thing. And it's probably eight thirty or nine o'clock at night. And there I just see Jorge making a cup of coffee. I'm like, I like that right there. That's how you get home safe. It doesn't ma- literally yeah. doesn't matter the time. Jorge's like, yeah, just let me get a quick cup of coffee to start the day at 9 That's p.m. Right. Um, all right. Uh, Dodgers business or baseball first? And we know Shohei Otani. It's now just kind of the excitement that Dodger fans have, the surprise, the shock. The On Friday, I think people were really disappointed thinking he's going to go to Toronto He's a Dodger. Yeah. And now we're starting to trickle in the details. Okay, signed for $700 million, 10 years. Now we're starting to get some more details yesterday, like you just mentioned, that the details of that deal actually is going to defer a lot of that money to give the Dodgers as much flexibility as possible. Mm-hmm. If I said you got to pick one, what are the Dodgers better at? Are the Dodgers better at the baseball side of things or the business side of things? Because I know we all like to think in our head – that, hey, everybody's just a fan and all they care about is winning. These are all businesses. Uh, Companies and individuals pay billions of dollars or have made billions of dollars for owning these franchises and organizations in all sports. What are they better at? Do you think they're better at on the business side or better at the baseball side? I think they're better on the business side, but I think that the priority at this point point is – is more business-related than people want to believe, too. And here's why I say that, is because there seems to be this mindset of being the big boy in the room is constantly important to the Dodgers, or at least to Dodger fans, which is the, we got our guy, this is what we're doing, and this is how we operate, as opposed to, here are the results that you've seen. And the reason why this is so fascinating to me is because of basically one reason— Shohei Otani is going to be 30 by the time this year ends. We don't know if he's ever going to pitch again. Okay. Like, let's be just flat honest about that. And there's a couple other interior details to the play that give no real indication that the player we saw is likely to be the player that we see. But that, in fact, doesn't matter. And the reason why that comes up is because I will very much wonder – how this will be viewed as a success, let's just say they don't win three out of five rings. Like, if that doesn't happen, let's just say, forget one Mm -hmm. and any of that conversation. I I mean, to me, at this stage with that payroll 
if you can't find a way to get more than one, if not three or so on your hand, is that going to be something organizationally you're going to consider a failure? Or are you sort of backstopping it by saying, well, look how popular we are. Look how much money we made. Look how much we grew the game. That's an argument John has made. Ireland has made the point of this is right after the Dodgers were eliminated. He said, well, why are they going to fire Dave Roberts? Go look at their business. And I think go 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 look at the ticket sales, the jersey sales. And it's not like they're – listen, can I make an argument that the Dodgers of, hey, why didn't you re-sign that guy? Hey, this dude just won a World Series MVP he came through your farm system. Why did you let him go? But let me go back to the business side. I think one of the criticisms that I have about the Dodgers, mm-hmm. and a lot of it I feel like shows up in the playoffs, everything seems like a spreadsheet. Everything yeah. seems like we do things based on stats, not gut feel, not um, uh, not instinctively. I feel like the Dodgers, one of the, one of the holes that they have, I can't argue – that the Dodgers don't know what they're doing. I can't argue that they don't understand what a farm system is. I can't argue that they don't know how to spend their money properly on the stars. I can't argue that. But what I can tell you, and this is where I think business and baseball sometimes don't merge together, I feel like the Dodgers, with a lot of their decisions that they make, is no, we're not going to sign Corey Seager because he's X amount of dollars. We can bring in Trey Turner, and Trey Turner, we then we could let him go because we have Gavin Lux. They're not all baseball decisions. I think a lot of those decisions are business decisions. I've been telling Dodgers fans this for years, and the excuse behind it has always been like, well, the results are there. I'm not sure that I believe that because I don't really care about the NL West, but I do understand why this team has the opportunity to say, what, are you arguing with this? This is how we do it. And it's got the fan base in kind of a tough spot because when you become a little bit I don't want to say addicted to, but when this idea of winning is capped at, well, we've got the best chance to win, it's like, well, hold on. Yeah, you that, know what I mean? but, but that's not good enough because you go ask every Dodger but, fan, they tell you over the last 11 years they got a bad taste in their mouth. But if you ask every Dodger fan what made the most sense for them to get Shohei, they say, well, we've got the best chance to win. It's like, well, hold on. Are you sure that that's what's going to actually make you a better team? And the reason why that's an important discussion is obvious, and it's because of his elbow. Listen. If you've had two Tommy John Slee, the chances of coming back from that and being the same pitcher are a massive question mark. Like a question mark to the point that I think the idea of paying him as a two-way player was borderline, I don't want to say eliminated, but definitely changed. And the fact that the money stayed that high, even though there is a risk of whether or not he can ever get back on the mound, that showed to me that, again, that it's not, a business move. That not unlike a Messi in Miami, mm-hmm. that this is a social content creating hire, and there's nothing wrong with that. Not remotely to me. I just think, and this is going to sound really odd to say, it is somewhat unfair to Otani that after all of this, with that huge contract, that these expectations for one player, a DH at that, are going to be that this team is going to have to get three out of five. That seems like a level of competitive imbalance in terms of expectation that could potentially be a really tough situation to deal with. And I'm not saying can that I, he doesn't deserve the money. Can that's I give not you, what I'm getting Can I give at. you a different but perspective? man, that's a tough situation to walk in. Can I give you a different perspective on that? Because I actually looked at it this way, that he's coming to an organization that has been let down in the playoffs year after year. Yeah. They can make the playoffs. That ain't an issue. They could win the division, not a problem at all. But 
the taste you have in your mouth is, wait a minute, did Mookie and Freddie really go one for 21 or whatever it was? Did I, I, the pitching staff, I don't want to talk about in the playoffs because they weren't healthy the and it was all Guess over the place. Guess another injured pitcher over at Shohei Otani. Sorry, go on. But but let, let's, I, I go back to, you said the pressure that comes to Shohei joining the Dodgers. I don't think the pressure is on Shohei. The Dodgers have not delivered. If Shohei, if the Dodgers won a World Series, let's say this upcoming year, they won a World Series. Who's going to get the credit for that? That's an excellent question. That's what they got to play the baseball for. Shohei is. That's tough, though, because what if Shohei is, let's just say, I get it. hurt he went, for part of the year? That, that, or is only the DH? I mean, you know what I mean? Like, A lot of things can happen. You're right, a lot yeah. of things can happen. But I think I go back to the same point, is the Dodgers have not had, it's not like they've had all the success in the playoffs, and then you spent $700 million on Shohei, he comes into the team, and they stop losing, and it's like, well, why the hell do we spend $700 million on Shohei? The situation's different in that the Dodgers have not had playoff success. This man has never been to the playoffs yeah. so far as a baseball player that you can make the argument. Like, it's a wild thing to say they got to win three out of five. That's wild to me, but it's also not it's not unrealistic. That's what I mean, and this is where this becomes a very fascinating story to me, well beyond – I don't want to say well beyond what team it is because this team is in a specific situation, but it would not be much different if it were the Yankees. It, re- it really wouldn't in terms of like, hey – you're trying to really get back to success, but this is the guy you chose. I love the move for the popularity of who Shohei is. He's my favorite player in the bigs, by no questions, by no, by no questions asked. But I just don't know how, in fact, great of a baseball move this is necessarily. And I'll point to some real life statistics. You take the last season out of Shohei's scenario. Look at let's just say comparative seasons of the guy who was already on the team, JD Martinez. They're not as different as people think. When you take out the big outliers from Shohei, he comes in as a DH who's a great hitting player. He's got the best OPS on the team. I would bat him first to get that left-right-left thing going at the top. That's a separate matter. But from a strict baseball standpoint, a strict one, where you are eliminating all of the other factors, a guy who you don't know that's ever going to be able to pitch again at the same rate because he's got double, double TJs, a guy who hasn't played the field in a really long time, mm-hmm. effectively is a DH. Like, man, that's a lot of money to pay for a and, DH. And you know what's crazy? They're going to make that money no problem. Right, but that's where you're switch tracking. And this no, is where and, I, but, that, but that's, that's, that's a point that I'm saying yeah. is that that's where it falls back to. They've got their own out. Anybody thinks that $700 million, if you just look at it from pure, this is what we get from a baseball perspective on the field. It's very difficult to make those, to connect those dots. Yeah. If you say this is what Shohei Otani is as a brand, that's linking up with the Los Angeles Dodgers as a brand, and the revenue that's going to come from that. Then the seven hundred, it's like it's it's chump change. But what I mean is that for Dodgers fans, if it, you know, you can't vacillate between the two because they're not the same. And that's where I do wonder how a lot of Dodger fans feel about this. Which is if ultimately Shohei Otani becomes what's known in the business world as a personality hire. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Is that worth it and is that good enough i i don't think you know i don't think this has been too much of a topic but i think it's a fair topic initially he signs and there's just the excitement of signing him and everything else um i'll throw this out to dodger fans from a baseball perspective not just what becomes the expectations yeah. but what is the risk if there's risk on the baseball field 877-710-ESPN 877-710-ESPN can we get back to something that i haven't i'm still trying to figure out and when when I got the text yesterday from M basically saying, look, he's deferring the money, Ugh. and look at what they're able to do now. Yeah. 
explain to me. I'm trying to listen. Any team, I want to point this out. Any team could do what the Dodgers did. And from what I understand, Otani, this was kind of the presentation that Otani had to a few different teams was this is what his plan was to have the best chance of the team he's going to go to compete for World Series and have the flexibility and everything else that comes with it. Is this good for baseball? Is is baseball going to start looking at this and saying, wait a minute here, do we want a league where you can defer money that far away what are the effects that can come? Or are is Major League Baseball saying, hey, this is genius, this is great, we got it right? Major League Baseball has a rule that specifically allows this. And the reason why that rule exists is because teams have tried it, but they haven't done it the right way. I do think, though, that this will change for reasons I'll get to in a bit. All right, uh, we'll do that coming up next. If you're a Dodger fan, Dodger fan out there and you want to talk uh, Otani, 877 877- 710-3776-877-710-3776-3776. Stay right here. Travis and Sleeva Show, Yates in the House, 710 ESPN. All right, bowl season. Basketball, hockey, and pro football are in action, and Vivid Seats has it all for you and your ticket-gifting needs this holiday season. See every one-timer, every touchdown, every slam dunk live and in person with great deals on great seats. Plus, the Vivid Seats rewards. You can earn rewards with every purchase they're here for us fans, offering unbeatable rewards like surprise seat upgrades, free tickets, annual birthday discounts, and more. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, T-Raj again, healthy. It's a solid beat right there. Whatever that is over there from Jorge. <laughs> this this is this is the, this is the me and Slee level beat. If Slee and I are riding around on the side, riding around getting it, as they kids say, this yeah. is the kind of kind of beats that we would have moving. All right, hopefully T Raj uh, ready to go uh, by tomorrow. He's been dealing with his. Uh, he got very excited when Shohei signed. I yeah. think that's also what it why was. am I not invited to this riding around listening to these beats? I like these beats. Riding around, get in it. We got plenty I'm of riding around. I'm getting it. And if we it's need more space, we'll I get a minivan. It. We'll we'll ride all in a minivan with, <laughs> yeah, this, we with spinners. To, we can go to the movies together. Exactly. <laughs> Remember and spinners? Somewhere, yeah. Oh my gosh, the chrome, spinners, that's chrome funny. out spinners, dude. The chrome's not even anymore. What was the? Uh, 
Spree Wells. It was a show. That's Spree right. Spree Wheels. That's what it was. Spree Wells. Yeah, Spree Wells. Um, what, what was his show on? Was it on MTV? Pimp My Ride. Pimp My Ride. Pimp My Ride. Yeah, that show was not actually <laughs> good for With X to the Z exhibit. X to the Z. That's right. Oh, Pimp Your Ride, dog. Damn. <laughs> I like how we created that as our vision of just riding in a car with a good beat, and then we now tricked it out to Pimp My yeah. Ride. I used to work next to the West Coast Customs. Dude, oh, yeah. all those cars coming out of there was yeah. insane. Nice. They, they brought out this Audi uh, A8. Chromed out, like the whole body was chromed out. I was like, "That Whoa. was a that was actually my car." <laughs> I was gonna say, got robbed immediately. That was a big thing for a while. Yeah, the that, chrome. that show and just those shows of just tricking TVs out their cars in the car, right. like yeah. big yeah. subwoofers in the I back. I oh, want man. cribs back because cribs I think I love back. seeing the inside of these like slubs homes, just because like the random stuff that they would have. Okay, uh, yeah, cribs was needs it? to come back. And I told you this before. Date my mom needs to come back. That was the best of those Next. stupid dating shows they had. Was it Shaq? And we double check on this. Wasn't it Shaq that had the fish tank in his car? Uh, I don't think so. Somebody in had his a car? fish in his car, and it's like, yeah, the the fish died. <laughs> of course, they died. Uh, a- I think it was Nelly. I don't remember that. Was it Nelly? Yeah, I just I just really quickly looked up fish tank in car cribs, and <laughs> Nelly is the first person that comes up. Yeah, that doesn't, so. that doesn't shock me. Probably not what you want to have. <laughs> I need to know who that artist is. Like, what? Who did that it, song? It sounds like hip hop. Right, it, it's not a bad song. It sounds like Sugar Hill Gang. Got the yeah. singers in the background too. That That's is. not terrible. I wonder who that is. All right, let's take a quick call here. We're, we're having a conversation about Shohei Otani, Kennedy in Irvine. Kennedy, appreciate you calling in. What's going on? Just want to chime in. I feel like um, that discussion with Shohei and the Dodgers is there are parallels with the Lakers when signed. When they sign a LeBron, like the the argument was, it was this decision or the basketball decision, and in terms of like how many titles, the expectation is multiple, right? Expectation has to be multiple. And Kenny, I'm, I'm here's the one difference with LeBron signing with the Lakers, and he's not wrong on when he came. It was. So what is this? Is this a Hollywood tour? You're going to do movies? Sure. You're going to do this? You know what Bron was saying? I'm trying to win. I'm still trying to win. Yeah. They got their NBA championship. They've been competitive. Got to the Western Conference Finals last yes. year. And Let's it, not forget they won an NBA championship with LeBron James. Okay. Just and, for the and record. It, and it wasn't. I'm not telling you that it's been perfect because they've also missed the playoffs. They've had injuries. Everything else. But they did win a championship. Here's the difference. This wasn't. The NBA has a salary cap. You can only pay a player so much. Right. Major League Baseball plays by a different set of rules. I think his concept is correct, but the financial side of it, if Braun was in the open market, and, and I'm, let's not use Braun today because we don't know how many years he has left, even though he still puts up great numbers. It's a reasonable comp. But if Braun was 10 years into his career and at age 30 or 29 or whatever the case is, what's Braun going to make in the open market? <sighs> that's, a, that's a number I can't even fathom. I'm with you. Jalen Brown, I think, is now sixty a year or something like that. So what, whatever that number is, just and that's just the NBA and the way the NBA is structured. That's where the comp changes a little bit because it's not an open market. So to break all of this down, and the reason why I think so, a lot of people don't really understand what's happening regarding this deferment thing. Um, a quick example I can think of is I remember back when, frankly, the Washington Nationals were trying to re-sign Ryan Zimmerman, and what they wanted to do was defer a bunch of money and give him a personal services contract that would pay him out the rest of it, and the league said no. Now, so this was after, like when 
it's when his career is done they would pay yes, him? Yes, it's a similar situation. Like what happened in Pujols. I think yes. he has that left for the Angels. The problem here is, and for all these Dodgers fans that are saying, oh, well, the Dodgers are smarter than everybody because they finally, you know, they did something that was legal at the second and third. Other teams have tried to do this in other ways, and MLB has said no. Like, I'm not still, as an information person, entirely clear on why this was allowed. And let's just say when the Yankees and Padres tried to do it with um, Aaron Judge, they didn't let him. So I'm not entirely clear as to what the rationale is behind this. So there is, within all of this, some level of controversy. Understand that. And so I think a lot Hmm. of people look at that and say, wait a second, are they just getting an exception because it's Shohei? Or are they getting an exception because they're the Dodgers or some combination of both? Can't be. And and I I say it can't be because... You know, you'd have 29 other baseball teams and owners right now sitting there and saying, yeah, that ain't happening. And this is why I think this rule is ultimately going to change, because there seems to be some level of inconsistency. And I understand that that's 10 years down the line. But in baseball terms, that's honestly pretty soon, Slee. I just feel that that has added a level of sort of, I think... Stay with me here. A little bit of a Biff Tannen kind of element to what the Dodgers are kind of doing. You're like, are you really playing by the same rules that everybody else is? And I don't fault the Dodgers for that, but the outside baseball world looked at that and said, hold on. How, how is that legal? Because mm-hmm. it, yes, the Dodgers are the only team that can do that, but part of the reason you would change the rules is because you want to, you want to prevent other teams from potentially hurting themselves by trying that. And it's, it's a tough situation, but I do think that ultimately – what the Dodgers are going for there with that is smart, but it was allegedly Shohei's idea. Perhaps that has some influence. Yeah, that, that has that has come out. Perhaps a lot. that yep. has some influence on why MLB allowed it to happen. But overall, it's an interesting story. I think it is. Um, it is quite cool in many ways that Shohei would do this because it might lay groundwork for other players to do it. You don't necessarily have to be a nine hundred million dollar man sure. in order to try to be selfless about your team. So we'll see how that develops down the line. But yes, there is controversy about that within. I, I don't know how good it is for baseball, and I, I this is a great line, right? Don't hate the player, hate the game. Yeah. Dodgers are playing the game. Absolutely. So it's it, it's not on the Dodgers. If the if it says you can do this, and Shohei Otani as an example is kind of the leading charger of this, saying, I, I, guys, I just spent six years. I haven't played a competitive baseball game yet. I'm not trying to be disrespectful to the regular season, but yeah. we all know that you become the player that you are and the icon that you are. Are you, do you have moments in October? Can we see you in a big game that's critical? And we've seen it with Dodger players. We haven't seen it with Angel players. And specifically, we have not seen it with Otani. What I'm trying to figure out is, okay, well, is this this a good thing? Is is this a good thing for the sport? Is it – when I hear people say – I'm going to use the NFL. Emily and I were talking about this a little bit earlier. Do you know how many teams have similar records in the NFL right now? I have no idea who's going to win. Maybe the 49ers are going to are, are ultimately we're all just going to sit here and say, oh, of course it was the Niners who are going to win the Super Bowl. I have no idea who's going to make the playoffs in the AFC and the NFC because okay. it's so there's so much Condensed. parity right now in the league. Now, I think you can make an argument from a Dodger perspective of like, guys, they've won one World Series since 1988, so certainly you're not guaranteed anything when it comes into these games. But if they hypothetically right now get to defer that money, and now we're going and grab another ace out there. If they're making some trades because they have such a great farm system and now you got another pitcher in there, they start kind of take – I don't think anybody's thinking right now the Dodgers are set and they're done. It's just kind of the big step that they took before they go out and make other moves. Right, but here's the main issue, and here's what I think is impossible to quantify outside of the human emotion part of it. 
if all of us are playing on the same team, and let's just say at the end of the year, if we win or you win two Mandy's, everybody gets paid a certain amount. But let's just say Travis gets paid either way. Mm-hmm. He's getting big money mm-hmm. no matter what. And I'm only using Travis as an example here because he's not presently in the room. But like in a clubhouse, like if I know that like the motivation is a little different for all three of my best players – kind of adds a, I don't really know what the word is but that's a little weird to me hmm. and that's not something that me personally if I was running an MLB franchise I wouldn't want too much of that from 2028 to 2044 the Dodgers owe Betts Freeman and Otani 852 million in deferred money that will be after they're all done playing the idea of paying guys big money while they're playing yep. is that it motivates them to be better if you know you've got the money at the end of the rainbow, does the path over to the other side interesting. go the same? And that's the concern. I'm not saying that I'm predicting problems. I'm just saying that that's also the kind of psychological reason why teams might be reticent to do that. And so that's just something to understand in the makeup of this team in their clubhouse. And, and not every team is created equal. Not every team, the finances look the same. Yeah. Not every team's TV deal is the same. Not even close. Not every team's revenue coming in is not the, the same. only reason the Halos were allowed to compete stuff. at all like mm-hmm. that is because they got that bananas TV deal. Mm-hmm. You know, so their interest wasn't the same as a team because mm-hmm. they had the money at the end of the rainbow. You know, it's 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 a tricky one. That's, An- that's Anthony in Whittier. What's going on, Anthony? Thank you for uh, calling in. Hey, uh, thanks for taking my call. I just want to talk about the Otani contract real quick. Uh, and how it's not as big of an investment as everybody is really making it seem. Uh, when these Dodger accountants are looking at Otani investment, they're asking themselves, you know, what is the present worth of uh, bringing Otani to Los Angeles? Uh, the big question is, how much money do we have to set aside right now to uh, uh, basically invest and have it uh, the uh, Otani's contract paid for after 20 years? And if they're doing it over 20 years, that's a lot more time to grow money. It's not because the money is uh, devaluing over time. It's actually because money grows over over time. So if you're looking at a 20-year investment, the Dodgers only really have to put away about $130 million right now to have it grow to $700 million after 20 years to fully pay for Otani's contract. So it's $130 million. That's, that's, that's way less than $700 Anthony, million. Dollars. Anthony, I'll, I'll say this. I, I think – Nobody is concerned about the Dodgers financially. Yeah, that's not I, the I, point. <laughs> and, and I get what he's saying. What he's trying to say is a dollar today versus a dollar in 20 years. Um, how much is that going to? It's not the same, right? right? Like, but we're it, not it, it financial changes. advisors for the Dodgers. You're but, fans of the team. No, no, no. Like, but but it's not that. My point is, is that ultimately at the end of the day, I don't think there was a Dodger in that front office that was worried about the finances of the Dodgers. No. The money part will take care of itself. Right, And but my point is is that, again, it's so strange to me how, as a fan of a team, you would defer to the financial interest of who you root for as opposed to potentially just making your team better. Like, I get it. It makes sense for the Dodgers. But, like, as far as I checked, no fans of the Dodgers were getting paid by the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. And that's where it's sort of like, well, what is the actual priority here? Mm-hmm. Do, as a fan, would you prefer that this team be a little bit more focused on winning actual titles, or do you prefer that the method that they do, which is Fair the money comes first, yep. and then we'll see what happens with the rest, because, hey, we're popular. Hey, we win the NLS. What's the problem? It's an interesting conundrum. Okay, we got Factor Cap coming up next. At 11.45, the Lakers are going to unveil 
an in-season tournament banner. How do you feel about that? A team, franchise, obviously the Lakers. Is that something you want to see up there with all the other banners and all the other uh, jerseys up in the rafters, the Hall of Fame jerseys and the retired jerseys? We'll do that at 1145. Stay right here. Travis and Sliwa Show, 710 ESPN. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hey, guys. I am just surprised Chris didn't make it back for this factor cap because I have a specific factor cap just for him. Oh, well. Oh, well. Oh, well. We We know radio here. Yeah, Yeah, obviously we're going to use it. Um, So last night's game, obviously, the talk of the town was not only the huge comeback from the Giants, but that the DeVito family themselves were the cutaway. DeVito is slinging it over there. Where's the Michelle, Michelle, Make him an offer. You can't refuse. Michelle's in New York right now for work. She's there for a couple <laughs> okay. of days. And she said today, she's like, yeah. oh, I, I got to go get a slice of pizza. I gotta, hey. I'm like, please tell me you end up getting a slice. <laughs> I don't want to hear you didn't get a slice of pizza when go you're Go get there. a slice. <laughs> go get a bagel. Hey, some locks. Um, all right. So, Troy. <laughs> so, um, they were cutting to the DeVita family all throughout the game because um, they were very funny with the reactions. And then on a big comeback play, uh, they cut to the DeVita family, and Troy and Joe were cracking themselves up. Turnover by Keyshawn Nixon. Family section and his agent. This guy, the agent may break the internet. What the heck's going on? <laughs> Are they having kisses everywhere? <laughs> <laughs> so, the DeVito father and the DeVito agent were giving each other kisses on awesome. the cheek. Classic, all and, right? And it was it was clearly <laughs> a somewhat rehearsed bit, yeah. but, like, they nailed it. Right. You know, that exactly. doesn't matter if the bit is rehearsed, if you could actually pull it off. Yeah. Okay, so it's okay to kiss your bros in the cheek. Al, fat cap? Um, fact, uh, just make sure it's kind of part of a joking type of thing, right? Like, I don't see my buddies and s- grab him. You know, hey. just on the other side of like by his neck and say, hey, great to see you. It's been a while since we've seen each other. You're a good man. Take I'm going to do yourself. that to every single person I see at the next Mandy's. So, yes, I like it. 
Uh, just make sure it's part of a joke. Then. And that it's consenting. <laughs> yes. Or, <laughs> hates him. Well, there's that. I mean, consent, I'm not going to say is a given, but we were going to assume it is a given in <laughs> yeah. this context. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I also felt like, is that not part of Italian culture is kissing yeah. people on the cheek? You know what I'm saying? Like this doesn't, Cultural. this doesn't move outside of that. I mean, it's also to be clear, it is for men of a certain age. You know what I mean? 15 year olds are not running around doing this because it's too weird. People are not secure enough in who they are at that age. A couple 50 year old guys or even one 50 year old guy, another 30 odd year old guy. Yeah. Well, this should That's be this should be kind of a New York Giants thing. Like even the fans when they score. The coaches yeah, hey. should start. Out, hey, good. Sick on Barkley. That's Mwah. a beautiful Mwah. field goal there. Huh? <laughs> 35 yarder. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what we're doing, but I like uh, Brian Dayball. If they what? had like a Godfather night, everybody comes dressed as somebody. They've been playing from... the Sopranos theme this whenever not, Devito runs this out. This is not a bad idea. No, you know, again, you can't do of, this for none a of Chief. it is a bit. You it's just funny. You can't you know? do it for a Chiefs game, but you right. can do it for a Giants I mean, game. Uh, NFL in general typically doesn't do like nights like the baseball no. does, but yeah. um, because there's so few games. Yeah, Jorge, what do you think? I think it's okay. A lot of my Argentino friends do that. Yeah, uh, they automatically like, hey, how you doing? Blah, blah. Very they popular. Yeah, yeah. They give, it's only on one cheek. Even though. Middle Eastern, we do both cheeks. Yeah, yeah. In France, and, you do both and cheeks. And then as well. when I met Brenda, Brenda was uh, big on kissing you on the cheek. Even if she, the first time she met you, it was like, hey, hey, nice to meet you, Brenda. Boom, kissing mm-hmm. the cheek, and then you know, it's 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 normal. I mean, to me, and like. It's just very, it's a culture thing. Very yep. normal to me. I mean, as as you know, people try to kiss me on the face a lot. I've moved away from that <laughs> since COVID. You know what I mean? I've had to sort of distance myself <laughs> yeah. from that level okay, of I got, an, I got another public, idea. So. <laughs> so part of a, a touchdown celebration. Yeah. You can't get the couple Giants guys doing a couple kisses. Yeah, like, that's hard. I the helmet. On the, but, but that's okay. Yeah. It's, just kind of, uh, <laughs> it's actually funnier with the helmet. <laughs> right. Because they've been doing a lot of the, I'm doing the hand motion with yeah. the, the the Italian hand motion. Parker's back there doing it in the back, too. <laughs> All right. Um, so uh, I was pretty fired up about this yesterday. I'm still pretty fired up about it today. But HBO decided to let go of the Watchmen series. Um, and it was a series that came out, I believe, in 2020. Um, fantastic series, well-reviewed by critics, well-received by fans. It reimagined the Watchmen series that has been a very famous series for a long time. Such a good show. And they just decided to rip it from streaming, and now you have no idea where you can really watch this Mm. thing. So, um, it's become a much more of a, a turn to start buying physical media again. So, if you like a show... Get it on DVD. If you like a, a song or an album, get it on CD or vinyl. Mm. Because who knows what these streaming services will do to to take away things that people enjoy. All right, so you should start buying more physical media. Clinton, Patrick Cap. If you saw me before I answered that question, I was doing my Daniel San Karate Kid Part Three type stretches because I'm mm. so fired up about this and I'm ready to take what's his nuts down. Facts. That's and I'm so angry about this. Mm. The Watchmen was. The best show I ever watched on HBO. I'll say it that flatly. It's amazing. I, you know, wow, like, yes, really? Yes. It's on my top five. I probably. don't, I, listen, and I'm not some huge TV guy. I know that we've been showing love to the Sopranos, et cetera, et cetera, but I loved The Watchmen. There is a fundamental problem with the streaming business platform if you're taking shows like that off of your service. Period. Mm-hmm. I do not understand it outside of unqualified greed. Yeah. From, I'm presuming, Max is going to turn around and sell those things physically yes. as way to make you buy it to make up for what they've mismanaged from the streaming standpoint. Or, it is incensing. Huh. They don't want to pay residuals There's to these people, too. and they also don't want to pay for the re-up of the uh, copyright of watching. Okay, it's unbelievably how greedy this is. Let's go back to what you just said about 
So for me, it's going to be cap. I, I'm not. I'm not going to find myself probably buying any of the physical. What stuff. if they take off Sopranos? What if they take off Thirty for Thirties? What if they take off things that you care about? I'm still okay. I'm still going. Still okay with going cap. I don't really go back too often, and it's more what's available. I don't need to. My world's not going to end. But how are you supposed to teach children about quality media you made in so the past? He, so here's my question, Yates. It's going to end up somewhere, right? Like not if they find a way to jam up all but, the IP. But, but they're going. They're, at some point, because so, it's it's a demand to get it, it's going to end up somewhere, so right? Here's an example of something other than the Watchmen. So Westworld was had the same thing happen to it, and Westworld had one of the best one seasons of TV in TV history. Mm-hmm. It's a fantastic one season. After that, it kind of got off the horse. Okay, but you can't find it anywhere. They can just literally erase it, and Bruh. still to this day, it's nowhere. Yeah. You go you go look for that. That's your homework assignment, Slee. Oh. You go try to find that show. Or you can buy it yeah. and yes. then you get to buy it. So but, it's like if there's nowhere that you know, it's not living on yep. Netflix, it's not living on Hulu where you can subscribe and get it included. So you have to buy it. Yeah. I think if I just have NBA League Pass, I'm okay. Yeah, but Slee, I'm I right. mean I'm fired up yeah. about this. What are you paying a monthly subscription service well, for that outside true. of archiving? Yeah, that part's fair. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like what, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. What is the point well, of paying I for guess, it? I guess it's just gonna go away when you want it. I guess the only way you can help influence this is stop paying them that monthly fee. Perhaps. If you're but that, that upset with them, then stop giving them that monthly fee. Okay, but that, what I'm saying is that that is categorically unfair to the customer yep. who's the person that enjoyed it to begin with that the network made money off of to, yeah. in the first place. I didn't know you'd be more passionate than her on this. And was, it, that's, that's it won awards. It, was yeah, a, it won awards. It was, it won, yeah. Jorge, anyway. you Jorge. buying? No, I am. I'm fact with this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, I still have my DVD player, Blu-ray player, my VHS. I still have those. We talked about this yesterday. Yep. I still have some of that media. Some of these movies you can't find on tape anymore. Yeah. Uh, one of my buddies, uh, Richard, hosts uh, movie nights on Wednesdays Kay. at a brewery in uh, in San Dimas. So if you guys want to go check it out, uh, nice. I'll, let you guys know, I'll tweet out where the brewery is. Uh, but when they were going to start this movie night, they wanted to stream it. And he said, uh-uh. I got a little Blu-ray player. I'm bringing in the physical copy because I don't want the internet to go out. I yeah. don't want this to go out. Mm. I want everybody to enjoy the movies just like I did because I want them to see the menus. Old school, exactly. the whole thing. I like that. So yeah. his mindset is like, nah, I'm bringing the physical copy of this film and we're going to watch it's great. it. And it's, that, that's how he was. Yeah. So I would invest in, 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 in physical media. That's cool, man. And Slee, it makes me as mad as a creative in the business as it does a fan and a consumer. That's what I'm getting at here. Mm-hmm. Like, if I was a part of that show, are you kidding me? I mean, that's 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 what you thought would be your livelihood on some level, just getting snatched so by a greedy I, company. I like how upset people are because even online, there's it's a lot unfair. Of people that are and and Slee, think about it. So mm-hmm. you watched Sopranos late. You didn't watch it at live as it's going on. What if Sopranos what had been it. wiped? You had to go purchase each season in the in the video store that you wanted to go to. So it does change. I mean. I still do that. I still I did that with Lost. I went back and I purchased physical copies. But it does change how people come to your media. And again, Watchmen is such an important show. It is so important. What happens when you you know how you could rent or buy whatever it is? You could just online if I want to watch this, I want to stream something, you could yeah. you have the option of renting or buying yeah. it. When you buy it, 
do you have those options for shows like you this have as well? it based on the physical excuse me the digital availability of the platform so if the platform gets rid of it just because you bought it doesn't mean you still have it doesn't mean you have it okay. like Apple TV or, yeah. Uh, yeah. or, or they can snatch all your music off your phone too by the anyway. way FYI yeah, me and Yates are fired up. I'm not happy about this, yeah. so thank you for that uh, Anyway, so um, yeah, this is from last night, again, with the Monday Night Football, and uh, Kirk Cousins was one of the guests on the Manning cast, and this is what he had to say. He showed off a little uh, ice that he had. Coles did send me a chain. This is the only one I've ever really gotten uh, of some Coles cash, so uh, yeah, just yeah. let the camera see that. So that's my Coles, my Coles cash chain. I've, I've never really rocked that, but I keep that in the closet just... Uh, just in case. So he had a chain that was green. It looked like, if you haven't seen Cole's Cash, it looks like a little square uh, rectangle. It says Cole's Cash. It looks very good. So when you think of Cole's, you think of Kirk Cousins. Uh, Jorge, Patrick Cap. Cap. Uh, this is the first time I hear him you know, endorse Cole's or if he's an endorser of Cole's. I... And to be honest with you, I hardly ever shop at Cole's. I go to Ross. Cole's <laughs> But no, I Cap for me. It's... Cap for me because there's this really funny creator on TikTok whose entire bit is around how her mom is obsessed with Coles and will like call them, call them up and act like she's like close personal friends with all the associates. And that's really funny. But I just want to say quickly, Kirk Cousins, if you haven't seen the clip of this, Slee, if you didn't watch it last night, yep. he had a nice little cowl neck shawl situation yeah, sweater right on. Yeah. That was a good look out of Kirk. That was a classy look. I thought he really, you know, really stepped it up there from a from a handsome man, if you will. So um, I'm going to go fact moving forward. I will now think of Kirk Cousins <laughs> like and Coles that. because he did this. Um, it's, it, I love people that kind of just roll with the punches. Kirk Cousins seems to be a dude that's rolling with the punches. Um, I think this is funny. I think it's good kind of for him own to yeah. just kind of own some of this stuff. I, I think it's great. So, so apparently no someone looked it up and maybe right now you can see Watchmen. It might be something where they take it off in two days. Whatever. Mm. They're not, taking it off. Yeah, exactly. The point remains. Got two days to watch it, basically. Sure. Okay, uh, a banner going up at Crypto.com Arena. Just want to get your thoughts. There's a lot of Where Laker fans one? that Where have their opinion one? about the Where in-season tournament. One? I guess December 18th, Lakers got the Knicks. They'll unveil the new banner. Oh, we'll do that coming up next. Wait. Stay right here. Uh, Travis and Sliwa Show. Uh, Yates in the house, 710 ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, quickly, let me plug in uh, Burning Bridge. Burning Bridge Brewery in San Dimas. There you go. Uh, hosting nothing but Martin Scorsese films this week on Wednesdays. Every Wednesday, it's free to come in. Badass. Watch I'm, I'm movies. I'm sorry, who? Martin? Martin Scorsese. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
Simón. Yeah. Martín. Martín Scorsese. ¿Qué yeah. pasa, Martín? ¿Qué pasó, Martín? <laughs> ¡Háblame, Martín! <laughs> yeah, uh, Mark Scorsese. Say the brewery again. Uh, Burning Bridge Brewery in San Dimas. Awesome. And do you know what yeah. the movie is this week? After Hours this week. Awesome. We're going to show After Hours awesome. tomorrow. So, by the way, really good. 7 p.m. Idea. That's a really good idea. Like that's how cool is that? You go to a brewery, you're hanging out, you watch and yeah. they're just playing these it's classic. I go to an event like that that Emily hosted. That's just me. Maybe for the radio station. <laughs> that's something I'd yeah, attend. As for Richard or yeah. uh, Evan, we were Richard just talking Evan. about. Um, I, I I threw to you right before we started. I yeah. said, I think Dodgers would sign Yamamoto now that they now that they're in a position where um, <laughs> they just freed up money and and it looks like Yamamoto is probably going to get could be three hundred mil in the market and a lot of this also has to do with well Shohei just signed. Yeah. So now there's other big market teams who need pitchers who want that Japanese player, not just because he's great, but it's just, again, it is it is a business and you are selling tickets yeah. and it's more attention on your brand. And we both joked around. It's like <laughs> they can't sell any more tickets. Right. You can only, unless you're going to build another 20,000 seats. <laughs> I, Which sidebar, they're going to have to build a way bigger press box. This is a real thing for us information guys. Jeez. Bro. Yeah, you're like, right. No, that's, that's a real point. thing. Inside baseball? I yeah. mean, yeah. I mean, inside Dodger Stadium. Like, that's one of the smallest press boxes in the lake. And, and what, they do, just, what they do in the playoffs in the Ox box, for those of you who don't know, they just stick it in left field. That works for a series. That might even work for a postseason. This is going to be June against the Pirates. That you're ain't like, going to work too much, too many all people here. season. Mm-hmm. Never mind. Ten seasons, you know? There's going to be some upgrades coming to Dodger Stadium pretty soon, or else they're going to have a situation on their hands. Okay, I got a personal question for you. Yes. So it sounds like you're uh, – so Pops is flying in today? Is that, is that the word? My man Pops is flying in today. He's coming to visit me. It'll be the first time he has been to California to see me. And fairly awesome. certain awesome. the first time he's come back to Southern California okay. since he lived here. Now let me tell you guys a little story. Ter- Obviously, I was born and raised in D.C., but part of the reason why I've always loved California and the reason why I, at some point in my life, knew I wanted to move back here is because my father lived in San Diego when I was three, four, and five. Mm -hmm. And basically, my first sentient moments of life happened in California. Like, the first time I remember being alive and, like, things I did all happened Mm -hmm. in San Diego in California. To that point. My grandfather, his father was still alive at that point. So was his mother. Actually, all four of my grandparents were still alive at that point, but that's not the point. He used to record me talking to my grandfather Hmm. about whatever we were doing. I didn't really understand the concept. of. I didn't know radio at that point, Emily. I was only four, but I didn't really understand it. But he recorded me talking to my grandfather as a four-year-old and- he would talk and we would talk about what we did and it was a way for him to keep his dad who was then quite old very cool informed awesome he used to also record books when he was there and send them back to me three Christmases ago Slee he gave me those effing tapes wow and I swore to God I would not listen to them until it was me and him again in San Diego and guess where we're going on Saturday to Come find on, a man. tape player that's, that's awesome. amazing I'm so excited about physical it physical media cool yes yeah, physical that, media man, does exactly that not go right, right. Back to that? so like this is a big moment where you're gonna get to hear your boy for the first time on mic 
January 1985. I'm so excited about this. Cool. Uh, very, yes. very yeah, cool Yeah, what was your hot takes? You, you uh, yeah, I know. I probably got hot takes about goldfish crackers because yeah. I remember it was the first time I ever saw those in what bulk. What was your hot takes? You know, probably going to have some hot takes about, uh, what is it called? What are those? About MJ or something? Yeah, no, 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 MJ is the goat. I remember like, the f- what's going on with high C? <laughs> I remember the flowers in the garden. I think they were called the honeysuckles, like the California honeysuckles. A, a smell I'd completely forgotten until I moved back here. And I was like, oh my God, I feel like I'm five years old again. This is no, bizarre. I would love it. I, I, it's I, very cool. And, all, and jokingly, I would love it for being like first take, but I, as a four-year-old little Clinton. Well, what I'm saying is when we find, so part of this mission is go to San Diego, find a tape player, okay. listen to it together, clearly digitize it. Yeah. There w- this this content will be entering my world do, at do some you, point soon. Do you have a good idea what you guys will do for the next couple days up here in LA? Do you, have you planned some probably stuff Probably going to take them to the beach, probably going to show them Venice Beach a little bit, you know. He um he's got friends down in San Diego, so okay. we, that's a Saturday thing. Mm-hmm. But other than that, we're just going to be hanging out, man. I got, you know, I got a bunch of work to do this week, obviously, but um you know, Badass. After, I love after it. that, I yeah, love it. I'm, I'm, I saw your tweet a couple I'm days so ago. I'm so excited last week. about yeah. this. So, yeah, very fired up. Go for you. Thank um, you. Appreciate okay. it. So, Lakers win the in season tournament championship. That happened on Saturday. They haven't played since. Um, kind of a, you know, I, I know you and I haven't spent too much attention on what we thought of the in season tournament. It, it was better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I thought it was interesting. I don't know if I was. I want to give the in-season tournament the benefit of the doubt here. I don't know if I was interested because it's the first time I've ever seen it and the Lakers were in it or because I just like the in-season tournament. Yeah. I think the group play, okay, not that big of a deal. But once they got to that final late, you got the quarterfinals. I was like, hey, this is kind of cool. It's different. Going to end up with a semis in Vegas, the whole thing. But let, let's kind of put that to the side here because I, I don't think that's as much of the conversation. Um. I remember before the season, the in-season tournament started, people would ask, hey, well, if the Lakers, it was almost kind of like a joking thing. If Lakers won the in-season <laughs> tournament, would they put a banner up? Yeah. And that's a real thing. The Lakers are, on December 18th, Lakers, I believe, have the Knicks. Lakers are going to um, put up a banner that represents the in-season tournament. And I want to give everyone just kind of an idea it's not going to be the same banner like the NBA championship banner is when okay. the Lakers, the, the, do we have a spec 17. yet? Do we know what it's going to look like? I don't think I've seen anything. No, but it'll be something that says in season or NBA cup. Yep. And yes. they'll add 2023, and then if you win more, it'll then just they'll go just right add. underneath. So it won't be its own banner. So more like a, one of those high school banners for sports that don't matter as much. You know what I'm talking about? Like if the well, football team wins state, you get a big. 1998 right. football, blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? If, yeah. I don't know, the equestrian team wins one, you got one banner that you add up as so extra things at to. UVA, for the UVA men's basketball team, they'll have the banners for Sweet 16 appearances, Elite 8 appearances, but then the Final Four gets their own banner. Yeah. But the, the Sweet 16 says like 92, 84, whatever. So I think that's a fine way to do it. Can I, I, I want to just explain, and, and I think more people are leaning towards Hey, it's okay. Throw a banner up for this in-season tournament, which I'm, i got to be honest with you. I'm a little surprised that, okay. that Laker fans are leaning that way, but it is what it is. I just want to give you my, my kind of take on this. I get a chance to walk into Crypto.com Arena <laughs> a lot. Yes. And there is something really special about looking, when we do our broadcast, to the right of where we are. Sure. Broadcast right. Yep. Right of where we are, kind of that 111 section, you look over to your right and you're like, look what's look at the real state that's up in that corner. All right. You have 
some of the greatest players to ever play the game that that helped create the game, the Kareems, the Wilts, yeah. the Magics, the Shaqs, the, the Cobes, the go down the list yeah. of all these unbelievable iconic players. You have their rafters or you have their jersey up in the rafters. And then the other thing that you have is 17 the Lakers have won, yes, in Minneapolis, X amount. Sure. In LA, X amount. You have these world championship banners that represents the Los Angeles Lakers. So when I look up there, that real estate is very, very special. And I think, you know, most people would agree that that's not a crazy take or anything like that. What I'm having a difficult time thinking, and I'm going to give the NBA the credit in this one. There's a couple times that I've kind of doubted, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? I think there's a reason what they're doing and why they're doing it this way. When we come back, let's talk a little bit about it. Okay. If you think that hanging up a banner for the in-season tournament is the right thing to do, or if you think that, hey, that that real estate there is too precious, you should not put that there. Rarefied air. We'll do that coming up next. Stay right here. Travis and Sleeva Show. Yates in the house, 710 ESPN.